They're like a dark mega, one ultra mega, and a side of fries. Thank you. Welcome to the program. News Talk 1110 wbt The Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of said show, and you can join the show by calling 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. And remember, get the podcast. Just go to WBT.com, uh, find the podcasts that you would like to follow, and you just click on the follow icon right there. Go to the thepetecallendershow.com. You can do that as well and pick a platform. So, uh, yeah, Dark MAGA. Dark MAGA. I was unaware such a term exists, and I was unaware of who it encompasses until yesterday. And I guess much like me, Congressman Madison Cawthorn is a giver. He has now given us this term. He has injected this term into the larger population uh, thanks to his Instagram post yesterday where he thanked America First Patriots for standing by him when everybody else was uh, distancing themselves. And I'm not on the list. I, I kind of feel like I know why, but <laughs> I'm not on the list. So um, there's a couple different aspects to this thing. I, I will tell you what the dark MAGA thing is, uh, as far as I can tell, but I have to rely on some leftists to, to explain it for me. And so I really don't believe their explanation, but I will present it to you and you can make your own determination on what it means. Uh, The too long didn't read version, or as the kids say, TLDR, uh, the too long didn't read version is uh, essentially if you put those laser beam eyes on your avatar on social media, uh, that's that's pretty much it means you're means you're racist, just like everything else or something. Maybe also ethno-white nationalist, white supremacist, insurrectionist. I think all of that applies just by putting those little... I don't know what the... I thought that had something to do with Bitcoin or something. But apparently it's it's code. It's a dog whistle like everything else the left always hears. But they're not the dogs. Even though the dog whistle only is heard by the dogs. Anyway... Madison Cawthorn went on to the Graham, and uh, he instead out, as the kids say. See, this is what I do for you. I give you the lingo of the youth. That's, you know, so you are aware when the kids are talking, and they're talking about Insta, or they're talking about Grammin, I think it's what they call it. No? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bernie, the resident millennial, is laughing at me, but Bernie's too old now, too. He's outside of the cohort. You're too old now. You're not hip. You're not cool. You're you're a millennial, right? You're you're not even you're not even a Gen Z. What's after Gen Z, by the way? Yeah, see, this is the problem. When they went about naming the generations, and you know, Gen X got the coolest, of course, because we are the coolest, and so we got the coolest name. And then they were like, okay, well, why don't we just throw Gen Generation Y in there? And then I think they kind of morphed into the millennials. I'm not sure. And then came along the next one. They were like, all right, well, Z, we'll go with Z. That's the next letter in the alphabet. And like, this is poor planning because now you're out of letters. Unless you're going to like, you're going to like daisy chain back onto A. Is that what we're going to? No. 
Is that really what they're doing? It's Generation Alpha. No, it's not. You don't give this gen. <laughs> you cannot call a Generation Alpha when they fall to pieces over trigger words. You, they don't get to be Alpha. Alpha is tough. Alpha is like Alpha Dog, dominant. They're not dominant. It's 2010 to 2024, those kids born between then, and then it'll be Generation Beta. So no. they are they are oh. literally going oh. back to A. <laughs> wow. So you call that Beta. B. That's sad. Now, how would you like to be out, uh, Generation Beta? Mm-mm. No. See, this is the problem. Those words have meaning already. Wait, just, just give it some time. Let the generation breathe a little bit, and then we'll find out an appropriate name by which to mock them. We don't need to come up with it ahead of time, and you darn sure don't need to be given the current crop of kids the alpha name when they quite clearly are not. Right? You can't, you can't even give them pointers at work without them crying. So, no, they don't get alpha as... All right, I'm down a rabbit hole here. I apologize. Um, I just thought it was poor planning. It's like, that, it's like the conspiracy theories where, you know, the... Uh, the the Vatican, and they've got these these uh, alcoves where they put the busts of the popes in them, and you know they only have one left. And but that was like twenty years ago. What have they done? Have they made more alcoves? But that was supposedly a sign of the end times that there were that when they built the Vatican, they had I don't know they left all these alcoves and they started putting the busts in them, and so people were reading into that like it's a sign that once that last alcove has a bust in it, then that's it. It's all over. But it didn't end. Or maybe it did. Maybe these are the end times, and we just don't know it. I don't know. How many busts do they have in there? Again, another rabbit hole. I apologize. Too much coffee this morning. It's my own fault. I make bad decisions like that with coffee. So when the this is uh, Madison Cawthorn's Instagram post last night. Quote, when the establishment turned their guns on me, when the unit party coalesced to defeat an America first member, very few people had my back. This list includes the lion share of figures that came to my defense when it was not politically profitable. These are honorable men and women who are the type of friends anyone yearns to have. And then he has a quote at the beginning of a change. The Patriot is a rare and hated man End quote. These are those rare and hated men and women. There are other national figures who I believe are Patriots, but I am on a mission now to expose my, I mean, those who say, expose those who say and promise one thing, yet legislate and work towards another self-profiteering globalist goal. All right. So I, I read that. In, I, I gave the wrong inflection. Work towards another because he put a comma there. There's not supposed to be a comma. Okay, never mind. Um, to work towards another self-profiteering globalist goal. The time for Gentile politics, I think he means genteel. He says Gentile. But genteel politics, as usual, has come to an end. It's time for the rise of the new right. It's time for Dark MAGA. To truly take command. Dark MAGA going to take command. We have an enemy to defeat, but we will never be able to defeat them until we defeat the cowardly and weak members of our own party. Their days are numbered. We are coming. All righty. There is a lot to unpack out of this. He does have the list of names, which, again, I am not on for some reason. 
So uh, I'll give you the list of names, but also start to unpack some of this uh, and also explain what Dark Maga is. No, it is not a low hop profile, porteresque kind of a beer. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Dark MAGA, tastes great, less filling. That's my understanding of it. Um, or is that Ultra MAGA? Ultra MAGA has fewer calories, but all the great taste, the same great taste, I think. That's the, I think that was, like, Ultra MAGA is when, after you've been working out, you know, and you want to just, imbibe a little bit you do the ultra maga and didn't ultra maga come from biden didn't it come from his focus group and 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 pr people like they they were trotting that thing out trying to make that happen and it, it just it's the this is the problem is that they try to make these things happen and then they apply these labels and then people to whom the labels are applied are like oh i like that label yeah i'll wear that i'm ultra mag uh, maga I almost said magma. Um, Ultra mega. And that remember, this also happened with deplorables. Remember that? I still see people with deplorables in their social media names. They still call themselves that. They, they picked it up and they just wore that thing. The greatest example of this was, uh, I forget the name of the college. It was out in like Iowa or something. And there was a, a student there. He was playing on an intramural team. This was probably going back now, what, 15 years ago? You can still buy these at, uh, I think it's cafepress.com. You can still find this merchandise. There was a, a student at a college, and he set up this intramural team, and he named it the Fighting Whiteys. And he put as the mascot one of the, like a cartoon drawing of, well, I know I'm going to date myself now, Brenda Starr, Star Reporter, or whatever. Remember that cartoon strip? In the, it was in the, did they even print cartoons anymore in the paper? Do they even print a newspaper anymore? Oh, I kid the papers. But they had used to do the comic strips. And one of them was, they had a, there were like two of them. And I never read them because they were basically four panel soap operas. And soap operas move slow enough on television. I couldn't imagine doing it over the course of a week. Anyway, the, the this sort of quintessential uh, uh, 1950s uh, archetypal stereotype kind of character, you know, square jaw, black, brill cream hair, white guy, right? cartoon and so that was the mascot for this team out in iowa at it was an intramural team i don't even basketball or something and he called it the fighting whiteys somebody did a story on it story before things went viral but it kind of went viral everybody started hearing about it and he started getting inundated with requests for merchandise people wanted they wanted stickers they wanted uh, t-shirts and hats they wanted all sorts of stuff and it kind of ticked him off. Why? Glad you asked. Because the people that were asking for all of the merch were white people. They thought it was awesome. They were like, no one's ever named a team after us. I would very much like to have a Fighting Whitey's t-shirt. That would be fantastic. No, he's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'm trying to insult you. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. I want the shirt. Can I buy the shirt? So he actually now has the shirt for sale on Cafe Press. I saw this a couple of years ago. I, I, I assume they're still up. And every shirt you buy uh, goes to the the proceeds go towards a scholarship fund for Native Americans, for indigenous people at the school. 
and it's still up. People are white people are still funding that scholarship program because they want the fighting whiteies merchandise. This is what I mean. This self own that the left just it's it, they just constantly step on the rake, just constantly walk on top of that rake. What bam right in the face. So now they're going to give this dark maga a run, and I guess Madison Cawthorn's going to help him out with it. In this post on Instagram, Cawthorn said, "We have a." Uh, he says it's time, uh, do, 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 time for the rise of the new right, which has everybody scared. People who use the term the new left are now very scared about the new right, which, like, I I, I don't know why one would scare you more than the other. I have long believed, uh, with good reason, based on uh, facts and looking at the stated philosophical goals of the movement, uh, they are very similar. The, the far left and the far right are very similar. I'm talking like the, alt, the alt-right people, guys like Richard Spencer, who you know endorsed Biden. Um, the alt-right folks, they are totally fine with a large, invasive, authoritarian, tyrannical kind of a government. They just want to have the levers under their control. And they would very much like to use the power of that government uh, in order to advance their racist ideology. Theirs is a sort of a a, a philosophy for white people, right? And then you got people that are so far on the other side, but they are also cool with using a large government, pulling the levers, uh, tyrannical, authoritarian. But they would like to use them for their own purposes, their own agenda, and their uh, their agenda has become increasingly racialized as well, right? Identity politics and all that sort of stuff. So I see a lot of similarities between the alt-right. Remember that term? The alt-right? Whatever happened to them? Whatever happened to the alt-right people? Right, after Charlottesville, they kind of just, you know, scattered to the winds. Is that the idea? But, um... Cawthorn says there, uh, that we need to have a rise of the new right. It's time for Dark MAGA to truly take command. We have an enemy to defeat, but we will never be able to defeat them until we defeat the cowardly and weak members of our own party. Their days are numbered. We are coming. Okay. I think that I think that threat is a little bit more believable if you hadn't just lost your primary. That's just me. I just think it's a little less credible of a threat. But I also note here that he's not going to defeat the enemy, which he says, I'm assuming that like that's the left, not going to defeat them until we weed out everybody in the GOP that's a that, that's weak and a coward. Okay, so we just let the, quote, enemy run the table until you finish with your internal purge? I don't think that's a winning strategy either. All right, so here is the list of the people that stood by Madison Cawthorn, according to Cawthorn in his Instagram post where he said, uh, the time is now for Dark MAGA to truly take command. Um, Here are are the America First Patriots that uh, he says uh, are honorable, that stood by him um, when it was not politically profitable. Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, President Trump, the great Charlie Kirk, he, he calls Charlie Kirk the great Charlie Kirk, but he doesn't call anybody else the great. I don't know why. Steve Bannon, Wendy Rogers, the typical liberal, and then he has in parentheses Grant. It's like a guy named Grant. Maybe typical liberal is 
social media name or something? I don't know. Joe Guy, Chairman Michelle Watley. Oh, Michael, I think is what he meant to say there. Michael Watley, the North Carolina Republican Party chairman, Michael Watley. Joe Kent, whom I endorse wholeheartedly, he says, Republicans for National Renewal, the NRA, Alex Brusewitz, Michael Knowles, Matt Gates, Paul Gosar, Darren Beatty from Revolver News, Scott Parkinson, D.C. Drano, I don't, don't know, and then he's got a parenthesis, Rogan. I don't think that's Joe Rogan. I think D.C. Drano is a is a persona, right? An avatar, I don't know. Cernovich, that's Mike Cernovich, David McIntosh, and Rand Paul. Those are the ones that stood by him, he says. So, Dark MAGA. Dark MAGA. So what is Dark MAGA? I had never heard this term before yesterday when I saw Madison Cawthorn's uh, statement here that we have to, that it's time for Dark MAGA to truly take command. After, and the first order of business for Dark MAGA is to attack Republicans, (laughs) which, of course, it is. Yeah, I got to tell you, I almost, I almost get the feeling that a lot of folks find it easier to fight Republicans than the left. I do. I, I, I think a lot of people on the right kind of know deep down that that's a fight they could probably win. <laughs> it's that they just pick on Republicans. You pick a fight with Republicans because I kind of get the feeling I can beat them rather than go up against the left, which he says is the enemy. We have an enemy to defeat, but we're going to let them metastasize for a while. I mean, he doesn't say that, but he says we have an enemy to defeat, but the first step is to knock off everybody that we consider to be a rhino or establishment. By the way, this this does go to something Cawthorn said on election night at the watch party, and, and media was there, and Somebody threw some questions out at him. It kind of goes to that. Well, here, take a listen. Oh, you know what? The thing that I love about President Trump is that when you get your back pushed up against the wall, I found that most people in politics, if it's not politically expedient to them, they'll turn your back on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, but no matter what you are facing, when Donald Trump has your back, he has your back to the end, and that is why he's all- What would you say to people who say that you may have, they felt you may have abandoned the district when you uh, announced that you were switching districts back in November, but you came back? Um, What would you say to those folks who who may think that you may have abandoned them and then you're just kind of seeking re-election right now? You know what I will tell you? I think that that, that's a baseless claim. Uh, Some of my counties were taken away from me. Uh, We saw that, you know, we had a person inside of the state legislature who decided to draw himself a district. And I am so sick and tired of politicians using their office for political gain. View this as some form of a stepping stone. And I wanted to say, no, we're not going to have that kind of politics anymore. And so I don't believe that it was an abandonment at all. It was an opportunity to take ground for conservatism. So thank you all so much. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, okay. So if you knew nothing about the race or Cawthorn or how his uh, office was running and operating, um, like, for example, I have been informed that uh, I think I mentioned this the other day that there are legislative offices that, you know, if you have a constituent service need, you, you call up your local elected official and they will try to funnel you to your 
the appropriate representative or the appropriate office to help you get fixed whatever needs to get fixed, right? And they would they would not refer people over to Cawthorn's district because people wouldn't get calls back. He closed three of his four offices in the district, leaving only one. He fired a whole bunch of staffers after his uh, uh, his campaign started hemorrhaging money. And that's apparently who started leaking the videos. Fired staffers that thought that they were they were part of the, the club and then they got let go because he wasn't raising any money any longer. Um, that's and, and that's not the establishment that did that. That's people that used to want him to appear with them no longer wanting to appear with him. Right? He would do fundraisers for, uh, what are we calling them dark MAGA? Is it, is it ultra MAGA? Is it America first? I'm not really sure. I don't know what the term, uh, I did not know what the term meant. So I went on to the Google box and I said, uh, what is dark MAGA? And I came across businessinsider.com, which is uh, basically a uh, mouthpiece for leftism now. Business Insider, it is a completely hacktastic website. So keep that in mind. I mean, these are the people who cannot determine the appropriate and benign use of the OK symbol, right? These are people that get triggered when you show them the OK symbol, when you go OK, and they're like, ah, white power, right? That's how stupid these people are. But they did a deep dive on what is Dark MAGA. A burgeoning online movement. So a growing, brand new, growing, brand new, right? Dark MAGA. It's calling for President Donald Trump to return to power and take revenge against his enemies. What began as a... So in other words, what everybody promises, right? Isn't that what everybody promises? If we get control of the... If we get control of Congress... We're going to initiate hearings. Both parties have been saying this for years. This is the thing about the left. Like These arguments and these tactics and strategies and promises, these are not new. You just think that they're like worse because it's Donald Trump, because Donald Trump broke their brains. What began as a fringe campaign posting threatening, threatening really, Terminator-style memes on social media is gaining traction among prominent Trump supporters, such as Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> this is it. They so need Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh, they so need Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump won't play, if he's not going to come back onto Twitter and he's not going to keep giving us stories to write, by gosh, we're going to make it Marjorie Taylor Greene. MTG is going to be the standard bearer, which, by the way, I suspect that's what Cawthorn is playing right now. I think he is looking to, uh, he's building his landing pad. I think that's what's going on. He wants to be another Steve Bannon. He wants to be, uh, have you know, he's because he's got a following. He's going to be able to raise money. And if he can, you know, hook up with like, I don't know, some supplement company or something, he could probably launch an entire media empire around that. Oh, he could go in and take over Alex Jones's old uh, uh, shell of a, Shell of a media company. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Got an email here from Joseph. He says, uh, Dark MAGA just means Trump actually doing what he ran on. 
Hillary Clinton in jail, deporting all illegals, drilling oil, even if the spotted owls don't approve, cutting foreign alliances that were getting screwed in, etc. Basically, being the monster that the blue-haired gender benders think he is, but who knows what Cawthorn bro thinks it means. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I th- Again, these are people that freaked out over Pepe the Frog, right? That cartoon frog that was all of a sudden everywhere, and now they're like, no, it's no, it's not the frog anymore. Now it's now it's dark maga. What is dark maga? Memes. That's it. They're memes. They're images. It's pictures. Yeah, people who sit around Photoshop, mess with the filters and stuff, stick some laser beams in their eyes, and and then they post them. Business Insider, leftist rag that it is, they were very interested to get to the very to get to the bottom of uh, the dark mega meanings. Experts warn, but of course we have to have experts cited. Experts warn that the movement, which often features white nationalist and neo-Nazi imagery, could be the latest example. Could the word "could" there doing a lot of lifting in that sentence? Could be the latest example of the far-right online laundering extremism into the mainstream using meme warfare. These people are nuts. Meme warfare. Meme. So these are people, again, that, you know, words are violence. And silence is violence as well. So basically everybody's just violent all the time, talking or not. Meme warfare. (laughs) Because the left doesn't engage in meme warfare, probably because the left can't meme. But... Uh, no, they don't they don't have to engage in that because they control the institutions of power. And so they just censor. That's how they attempt to control the language. These are the people that have expanded the definitions of words to mean almost anything at any given moment. Right. No, no, no. It's the it's the poop posters. And I clean that word up. It's the poop posters from 4chan. That's the real threat to American democracy. Dark MAGA is a, quote, Post-alt-right online aesthetic movement. (laughs) This is the a post-alt-right. So the alt-right is over. Apparently it's over. Alt-right, done. Who knew? And it's an aesthetic movement rooted in the radical pro-Trump online space. That according to the Global Network on Extremism and Technology, or GNET. Memes with the dark MAGA aesthetic frequently depict Trump in dramatic black and red-tinted images, often with laser beams shooting out of his eyes. A big part of the aesthetic involves memes of a godlike authoritarian Trump getting revenge on perceived opponents, says Dr. Caroline Orr Bueno, a behavioral scientist researching far-right extremism. Quote, It's an aggrieved movement centered around the idea of a vengeful return to power. They're embracing the role of the villain. Are they? Are they really? Because wouldn't that be justice? This is what I mean. People on the on the far left and the far right like this, they share so many of the same personalities. They really do. Some of the same ideas and tactics and such, except the left can't meme. But other than that, they they really do have a lot in common. So, no, no, these people are not embracing the role of villain. They're embracing the role of justice. Right. They want Trump to come in and mete out some tough justice. Or as Jason Lewis, right? Rough justice, right? Wasn't that it? Um, 
the role of the villain. They're stripping away any facade of decency or political correctness. <gasps> shocking. That's monocle into the martini glass kind of shocking right there because we all know the hallmark of the left, right, is, is decency and political correctness, right? That's why, they, uh, that's why they hold signs that say, you know, fetus is a good snack in front of Supreme Court justices' houses. That's why they do that. Intimidation, implied threats of violence. That's all about decency, people. Smearing a guy as a gang rapist drunk. That's about political correctness and decency. That's civility towards your opponent. Some of the content attached to the hashtag on Twitter depicts Trump carrying weapons, calling for the death penalty, or picturing the Trump Tower in a dramatic dystopian scene. I would just like to take this moment to point out Twitter is not real life. Okay? Twitter is not real life, you very online elites. They, they don't understand this. The movement is deeply entrenched in meme warfare and internet trolling techniques common among online far-right communities. Because, again, the left doesn't troll. It's just the right. Skipping ahead... You're welcome. Marjorie Taylor Greene has a history of, I guess the technical term for it is poop posting. Saying really provocative stuff as a mechanism for gaining attention, for riling up the libs, for dividing opinion amongst the MAGA caucus. There you go. So they go on there. They create controversy by saying things that get the left agitated. This is the old thing, right? No such thing as bad press. This is how they're making a name for themselves, and some people make money for themselves. When asked by Insider why Green shared the image that she shared, whether she endorsed the dark mega movement, her spokesperson, Nick Dyer, responded, quote, you are a blue and non-conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Which, yeah, I believe that. It's Business Insider. So, yep. Green's image has gained over 50,000 likes, 20,000 replies, and quote tweets, some of them supportive, some critical. <gasps> wait a minute. People are critical? Wait, wait, wait. So people who don't agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're able to comment too, and they help make things go viral as well? You don't say. Really? By the way, if you want a little bit of a taste of this, go over and check out something that she tweets, or even local, Dan Bishop, Congressman Dan Bishop. You go on to their uh, Twitter accounts, the vast majority of responses that they get and interaction that they get are the most loathsome, despicable people and comments you will ever read. That's the norm. That's the norm. And so we're supposed to be really worried about first what? Pepe the Frog. Well, I guess before that it was the Tea Party, right? Then it's Pepe the Frog. And then it's the alt-right and all of these things, they just keep shedding their skin, and they just keep turning into something even worse. And now it's Dark Mega. Twice the calories of Ultra Mega. Tastes great, though. Less filling. Ben Weingarten's going to talk about ESG up next. Stick around. <laughs>